Welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. Are you tired of the chaos, uncertainty, pivots, and oh so many changes from 2020? It's time to hit the reset button. Use those changes and pivots and all of the chaos and it's time to leverage it into sustained success for 2021 and beyond. Join me and over 15 experts in the Biz Reset for 2021 Summit, where we're diving into the topics of marketing, management, mindset, and money, and discovering how to leverage all of the changes of the last year into sustained success for 2021 and beyond. Check it out at theaudienceconverter.com slash summit and grab your free ticket today. So welcome to another exciting episode of the Audience Converter Podcast. I'm Kimberly Whitecamp, your host, conversion copywriter, and marketing strategist. And today we're talking about something very, very important for all entrepreneurs, especially women when they get into business and get started. And that is your money mindset and how, you know, what we think about where the right money levels are really impacts our business and how we can kind of change our mindset so that we can grow to the level that we should be at. And to help me talk about about this topic. I'm so excited. Jan Jansen is going to be here and her whole tagline is six figures is the new minimum wage. Jan is a wonderful woman. I met her, I believe at the new media summit and she's an entrepreneur for 40 years in a wide range of industries. She's a sales trainer, a certified money and business coach, and is committed to her mission, right? I always like getting people on who have a mission and want to build a community of helping women entrepreneurs to create six-figure incomes in their businesses. And her tagline, of course, is six figures is the new minimum wage. So Jan, I'm so excited to have you here and to talk on the show. Thank you so much for coming and welcome. Oh, thank you, Kim. I'm thrilled to be here. It's a real honor. So I appreciate it. Well, we are thrilled to have you. It's a, a conversation that we're just not having often enough. And I find oftentimes when talking about like money, people, you know, they kind of skirt around it, right? They don't want to go into the details or they just like, oh, you just have to have the right mindset, but they don't really tell you what that means. So I'm really excited to dive in and get deep into this topic. So my first question for you is, you know, as an entrepreneur, tell me a little bit about your journey to becoming this person who has a mission to help all these women reach six figures. Well, you know, Kim, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 19 years of age. I bought a, my first franchise then, and 40 years later, I am still so passionate about being an entrepreneur. But you know, I went through some rough times after I actually left a cult that I had been raised in and spent 38 years in. My marriage ended, I lost all my friends, I lost all my family, and then three months later, I lost my biggest contract with Ford Canada, which was producing a six-figure income for me. And honestly, I went from being very happily married, living in a beautiful home with the ocean in front of me and a forest behind me, thinking that everything was just perfect, and I found myself homeless and almost bankrupt. And it was really at that point of despair that was pretty unnerving, let me tell you, I realized that I re had some serious money issues. You know, being raised in an environment where I had a very distorted view of my own value and also of money, it was really challenging to get through that. 
And I did. And I literally went from living in a cabin with rats running up and down the walls to creating another six-figure income. And I've never looked back. Wow. There is just so many different things we could focus on in that story. Um, You know, I think one of the things you said is that growing up with the mindset and your relationship with money, I feel no matter, you know, there's a wide variety of different backgrounds that we come from as entrepreneurs, especially as female entrepreneurs. But most of us have this weird mindset when it comes to money about how you can approach it and how you can talk about it. And pretty much it's a don't, right? (laughs) Oh, you know, women have such a different mindset than men. It's it's really kind of interesting because I think we were taught to not brag about ourselves. I remember my mother saying to me one time when I read her a testimonial from someone, she said, Jan, be careful. Your halo is slipping. It will choke you. I mean, that was my mother. Okay? And so I know for a lot of women, especially, you know, older, more mature entrepreneurs, it's really tough because we weren't raised by parents who knew the word personal development. You know, they were raised by parents who very much had the concept that children were meant to be seen and not heard. And so they weren't raised in a, usually in an empowering environment. And so they didn't know how to pass that on to to us. And consequently, the whole value of what we bring to this world and what we bring in our business, and then all the stuff about who should be earning money and how much should money, how much money should women actually have and earn and all that kind of stuff just comes to this massive volcano and erupts, you know, on a daily basis in women's lives. And it's it's scary and it's also really sad because it's so unnecessary. So tell me a little bit about kind of this new mindset or this new approach that you're talking about where it used to be, especially when I first got started in in marketing, right? Every title, every headline, every hook that you saw was whatever it is to grow to six figures, right? You were going to write your way to six figures, design your way to six figures, do whatever it was to six figures. And the goal essentially was you were successful once you hit that six figure mark. And now you're kind of like six figures is the bare minimum. So tell me a little bit about that and your, you know, where that mindset shift is coming from. Well, in 2000, at the end of 2007, I actually took my six-figure healing practice and coaching practice on the road. And I spent nine years living out of two suitcases and traveled the world. And during that time, I saw a tremendous amount of suffering because I spent most of that time in underdeveloped, less developed countries. So for example, I lived for four months in rural El Salvador. You know, I lived in, in Honduras and in Costa Rica and Panama. And these are all fabulous countries, but, you know, to see the amount of suffering and the amount of Poverty was really quite unnerving. The suffering of animals and women and children, it just, you know, it eventually really got to me. So in 2016, I returned to Canada. And when I started to reconnect with, you know, friends of mine who I hadn't seen for, you know, those nine years, I realized that they were not the least bit prepared for retirement. And they were kind of like my age or older. And I'm thinking like, wow, when are you planning on starting to, you know, get ready for retirement? Are we all going to be like Walmart door door greeters at 80? Like, really? Like, what are you thinking? And I realized that part of that was that they still had this mentality that $5,000 a month was good enough. And that was fine 20 years ago, but it just doesn't cut the cake today. You can live, sure, and many, many countries on $5,000 a month, without a doubt. And you can live well. 
but not in Canada or the US. Okay, we need more money than that. And so I was actually in a group, you know, on a Zoom call, and out of my mouth came, and I remember slamming my hand down on my desk and going, and six figures is the new minimum wage. And everybody and I heard it at that moment for the very first time. It hadn't been ever in my head. It just came boom out of my mouth. And I went, wow. And everybody else kind of went, wow. And I started playing with it and people loved it. I trademarked it. And I thought, you know, we just have to get past this idea, this belief that $5,000 a month, $60,000 a year is enough because it is not. And we need to stop thinking that it is. So you, you know, I, I'm just like, I'm nodding along. I'm nodding along. Like, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> and it is so true, right? It depends on where you are and where you're living in that kind of situation. But one of the things that really struck me that you said was, you know, you were meeting all these people, you were reconnecting with all of your friends who, you know, were in the, I'm assuming the, these were people who were in those nine to five jobs who thought, you know, they were going to have it made and then like didn't have any kind of plan in place for the future. No, these were actually entrepreneurs. These yeah. were entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs. So even worse, because unlike if maybe you had a really good job, you'd have some kind of retirement plan, right? But right now, the statistics in Canada are that one third of Canadians do not have any money saved for retirement. And that's between the age of 45 and 64. So that's pretty scary, right? And PayPal did a study that showed and again, in Canada, did a study that women entrepreneurs earn $68,000 less per year than a male entrepreneur. Now, this is not the National Enquirer. This is PayPal. They did it with a, a Canadian firm. So when I look at that and I think, okay, so if you're earning $68,000 less on average than a man, like where are you going to, first of all, take care of yourself then take care of your retirement. And then women want to make a difference in the world. And if there's nothing left over to do that, then that's also, that creates a lot of emotional stuff because women are naturally nurturers or naturally givers. They want to make a difference. And I think we need to have more women with more money to make a bigger impact. Couldn't agree more. I've definitely found that among my fellow female entrepreneurs, women entrepreneurs, you know, we're all interested in, well, I want to build a comfortable life for myself and then I want to help others do the same. So that's kind of why I, I started going towards this path of, you know, interviewing community leaders who are really passionate about their mission in life and how they're going to change things while also building a successful business. So tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, the community you're building and how you're building your community around this idea and this mindset shift of six figures is actually the new minimum wage and you shouldn't, you know, settle for less than that and you should really plan for the future. Well, Kim, when I looked at, you know, as an entrepreneur, 40 years experience, and I, I looked at every angle and I thought, what area is going to have the most impact? And when you look at business, unless you sell, you don't have a business. You just have an expensive hobby. <laughs> so you have to get really good at selling. And most women entrepreneurs feel uncomfortable at some level around selling. So it's either the money part or it's the objections or it's like, I don't want to feel pushy, manipulative. And they use words like icky, sleazy, slimy, you know, yucky, which aren't really endearing words when it comes to what's going to put money in your pocket, right? So what I realized was that they really needed to learn how to sell well and how to sell with confidence and to love the money part of the conversation. And so I decided to create Sales Queens International. But you have to start at 
at the money mindset part because you can't sell something unless you've really got your mind worked out around the value that you bring to the table about what you sell, what you offer, what if it's a product or, or a service or a program. So that's why I work on the money mindset even before we get into the sales process because you have to have that you have to have that worked out. Absolutely, it's, it's like foundational. And once you do that, then we can go into, okay, so now who are you selling to? What are you selling? And now let's get to the sales part. Absolutely. And you know, I find it's the case when talking about any part of business, right? You need to have the right mindset in place first in order for you to tell other people about what you do, right? If you don't have the right mindset around the value you bring, it's really hard to convince other people that you're going to make a difference for them, that you're going to make a change if it's because it comes through in the way we talk, if it's not clear, or if we don't believe that we're bringing that kind of high level value. So, would you say that uh, money mindset affects all entrepreneurs or it only affects uh, women in this way? What would you talk about um, in terms of, you know, getting the money mindset conversation started properly? I think that men and women are different. So I'm not saying that one is better or worse than the other. I just think we're raised differently. And I think that we have, there's a lot of what I would call tribal mentality beliefs around women and money. So when I work with a woman entrepreneur, the first thing I do is I have them do an assessment of their sacred money archetypes. Now, the archetypes are like a blueprint of your soul. So they don't change. It's not like, oh, I'm going to, you know, buy a new dress or I'm going to change my hair color or change my makeup. This is something that's you. It's intrinsically you at a DNA and cellular level. So it's the blueprint of your soul. And your top, I work with the top three money archetypes. So when you look at any kind of decision that you make in business, your top three archetypes are going to have a massive impact on the decisions you make. So I can give you an example if you want, Kim. Do you want, do you want me to give you an example? I love examples. Examples are great. Perfect. So people can see if, they're, if that fits them or not. Okay, super. So two of the archetypes that I work with out of the eight, one's a ruler and the other one is a nurturer. So a ruler is all about wanting to build an empire. Okay. They're about, they're driven to build an empire. They love having the money. They love making the money and they love to keep the money. So they have no, they don't have a problem building the empire where they'll have challenges in not enjoying the money because they're so busy kind of hanging on to it because they feel really driven to build more. So they don't often enjoy the money and they don't often enjoy their life. They're so busy. You know, they're the ones that are working, you know, seven days a week, right? On the other hand, your second archetype, let's say was a nurturer, which is all about selfless generosity. It's all about giving, giving, giving. They're the ones that over deliver. They're the ones that undercharge. They're the ones that go, ah, oh, I can't raise the fees on, you know, my clients, even though they've been paying the same thing for 15 years, you know, they're the ones that say that. And there's a lot of women who have that nurturer as a, you know, one of their top three. Well, you can imagine, it's kind of like having the devil on one side and the devil on the other, because you've got the, the ruler going, no, 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 you need to save your money and you need to build your empire. And you've got the nurturer over here going, no, but look at this, they need help. We've got to help them. Oh my goodness. There's this charity and that charity and oh, I'll just give away my time. I won't give away my money because they don't have any. Right? <laughs> so they give away the time, not really appreciating that time is money. 
So imagine, I mean, you know, I work, I'll deal with another one. And so let's say the third one is the celebrity, which is all about spending money on themselves. They're the ones that like the nicer things. They're the ones that want the, the designer brands. So now you've got a third component. So you can imagine, it's like the cacophony in one's head with all of these very, very conflicting viewpoints on money. And that's the reality of our makeup, our blueprint. Then you bring either a business partner into it or a husband or partner and with a totally different set of blue, of, of, you know, the top three. And boy, oh boy, it's like World War III going on every day. So once I can, you know, look at them and help the, the entrepreneur create a plan in full awareness of what they're dealing with, it just can change everything. So what you're saying is that a lot of people, they have more than one archetype kind of battling it out inside of them when it comes to money? Absolutely. I work with the top three because those are the, usually the most predominant. So you've got like three archetypes that will be battling it out. And some of them work together better. Like my top three archetypes are maverick, ruler, and accumulator. So I'm all about taking risk. I'm all about building the empire, and I'm about saving the money. And my fourth one is the nurturer. So I nurture, 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 but it's it's kind of reined in more, okay? So I love to nurture, but I'm also thinking, okay, but I still need to take care of myself, and I need to, to make money. But it just depends on the combination. And because everyone is, is different and unique, that's why I do the complimentary reading. So we can look at your business, see what you're doing, and then you know, go from there. Absolutely. And I, I think it's so great for people to realize that, you know, anytime I hear the word archetype or, you know, what is your X, Y, Z uh, when it comes to your business, so many people have it in their head that it's just one, right? I only have the one and that's the one that's going to rule everything. But in reality, most of us have bits and pieces of several and we have to recognize what's the primary, what's the secondary, and then go from there to realize that we might have a little bit of conflict inside. And when it comes to your money mindset, right, all of us are, uh, maybe not all of us, but I definitely have seen what you're talking about among me, uh, my fellow entrepreneurs, you know, everyone having this idea of, well, where can I put my time? Where can I put my money? Oh, wait, time and money are kind of intertwined. They're not separate from each other. And when you spend one, whether that's time or money, you're taking away from something else. And it's really important for people to realize that, you know, time is money. Money is time. And how you outsource it and how you think about it are all going to make an impact on where you can actually grow your business to. Absolutely. And the thing is, is that we've got enough challenges running a business, especially these days. You don't need to have all the conflict going on in your head, right? There's enough stuff out there that we have to deal with. So that's why by, by doing the assessment and, and really getting clear on what you're dealing with personally, it just really helps an entrepreneur get focused and to deal with that so that you can get on with all the other things that you need to do with running a business, right? This is a, this is a foundational thing that should be just be taken care of so then you can move ahead and get your business growing. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, we're on the Audience Converter podcast. So part of what we talk about is how you bring in your right community and how you convert your audience. And money is a huge part of that, right? But also bringing out that mindset and educating people about what you do and how it can make an impact. So I would love to learn just a little bit about, you know, how do you convert your audience? How do you bring your community to you? 
Well, how, how I've done it is through, first of all, through JV partnerships, which I just love because I think the collaboration today is bigger and better than it's ever been. Right, so that's what I absolutely have loved doing, and I've uh, I've actually been able to fill a couple of workshops just through you know one simple JV partnership. So I've been excited, really excited about that, and really reaching out and collaborating and connecting on a global scale. You know, yesterday I was a speaker at a global business summit on this very topic, and it was just it's so neat, Kimberly, to see how. Everybody is starting to realize, hey, we can do this globally. Like, you know, now with Zoom, I think it's one of the biggest things that's come out of COVID, right? Is this this fact that we now are able to unite and connect and collaborate. And I think that is really the way to go. We don't need to do it alone. We shouldn't be doing it alone. It's the hard way to do it, right? And then also to, to really build community. And so, you know, in my Facebook groups with the programs I, I've been offering, I'm there. It's not just that, you know, when someone makes a comment, I just, you know, put a little, you know, a little hard or a little like. I answer the questions. I do some coaching. If I think there's, there's areas where they could, you know, have a shift and I could help them with that, I do it. So I think that's the other one. So it's connection, collaboration, and community. I think those are the three C's in order to convert. Absolutely. And you know, one of the things I'm finding as well, especially when we're on the topic of women entrepreneurs, is that we want to collaborate. We like that idea of collaboration over competition. And I think that's a it's it's a trend that's really um seeing a rise in entrepreneurship, especially in business in general. You know, we are all in a global community, we can all be connected. You know, you're in Canada, I'm in the States, neither of us can cross the border, but we're having a conversation and it's all great. So that idea that, you know, you don't necessarily need to be competing with people, but collaborating to both grow uh, is really great. And, uh, you know, I loved that you you put that in like the three C's, right? Uh, The three C's to convert your audience. You know, that's, it's a really great starting point, you know, finding those people who are open to what you do or who compliment what you do and can let their audience know and their community know about another resource for them. That's, it's just a simple way to look at it. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I really encourage that entrepreneurs should be spending a minimum of half their day, either on Zoom on messenger or phone, because that's what you need. You need to be, you need to be connecting and connecting is not just sending an email. Connecting is, you know, not just, you know, thinking that it's good enough to uh, messenger somebody can messenger them so you can connect, then get them onto a zoom call, get them onto the phone. You know, I use my phone a lot and I'm on zoom half the day. So, we, we're not reaching out, I don't think, enough. We're, we're staying still a bit more withdrawn because we're worried about like, maybe, maybe the competition or thinking, I don't have time. But really, you need to make that time. Half your day as an entrepreneur should be spent on marketing, and that's about connecting. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've talked a little bit about how you're building your community and bringing them to you. Are there any areas you think that uh, you'd like to, you know, expand a little bit more or push more on the conversion part? Yeah, I'm really reaching out now in different ways on, on social media. 
social media changed dramatically in those nine years that I was traveling. And although I was still running our supplement business, I wasn't on social media. And so coming back into this world where, you know, there's Facebook lives and there was Zoom and there was, you know, all of this, it's been a huge learning curve because this isn't, you know, this isn't my shtick. This isn't my favorite thing to be doing, but I love it now. I can't wait. I do Facebook lives all the time now and I'm just loving that. So I think it's just now expanding more the social media connections like because they're there and spending the time to nurture instead of you know potentially going out and just looking for more i think that if we were to really work the connections that we have that's what i'm focused on right now i've got lots and lots of people from all over the world now to connect with so connect but really connect not just say hi how are you it was nice meeting you today like really find out how can we work together how do we support each other who do you know that i need to know and who do i know that you need to know right and just really be connectors because that's how you're going to convert again absolutely absolutely well jan i want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom we're almost out of time what would you say is the number one action item people need to do after listening to this podcast when it comes to their mining mindset go take the assessment. Like seriously, it's going to take you less than 10 minutes. It's totally free. So you just go to eight, the number eight money archetypes.com. Okay. Do the assessment and then book a call with me. It's totally free. I will ask you about your business. I'll show you exactly what's going on. And you know, if you like me and you want to work with me, great. If you don't, you've got valuable information. Like seriously, it's going to change the way you look at your business. So Yeah, I say that's the foundation because money is the foundation, not only of our life, but certainly of our business. And you want to get that straightened out sooner rather than later. Absolutely. So definitely take advantage of Jan's wonderfully generous gift. Go to 8moneyarchetypes.com, 8, numeral 8, moneyarchetypes.com. Take the assessment, find out where you're coming from, find out a little bit more about how you approach your money mindset. And uh, then you can use that as a tool and a resource to grow your own business. And Jan, I want to say thank you again for coming on, for sharing your wisdom with my audience. And if people want to learn more about you and what you do, uh, where would you like to connect with them? Right? Connection. Absolutely. Well, you know, hopefully through the archetypes, because then I'll connect with you for sure. But you know, you can certainly check out my website at selllikeaqueen.com. Awesome. So check out selllikeaqueen.com and eightmoneyarchetypes.com. And remember, once you get people into your world, once you've made that initial connection, a great way to stay in touch with them is with an email series. And that starts with what I call a welcome series. So be sure to check out the Crafting the Perfect Welcome Series guide at theaudienceconverter.com slash giveaway as well. Jan, thank you so much for coming on and being here today. Well, thank you for having me, Kim. It was great to talk to you. Until next time, everyone, keep calm and carry on. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.